Yo, 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 what up? What up, what up, what up? Yo, this is Mike Simmons and my boy Chidozy. <laughs> this is Dozing in the morning. Dozing in the morning. <sighs> Living well, getting by. Uh, past, when was the last time we did this? Like three years ago? Yeah, probably like 2017. 2017. Simpler times, man. Simpler times. Simpler times. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what you've been up to these past three years? Well, um, I was working in pharmaceuticals, and I started teaching for the past two years uh, at Oakland, and so that's been an interesting ride. I moved up to Hayward with my, my with my cousin, so it's been a really interesting journey so far. Um, but you know, I've been enjoying myself for the most part, uh, being more social, getting out there in public more and, you know, trying to have a good time. Well, hopefully not. Well, recently you can, you can't be doing that, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you've been trying to do that since before the crisis. Yeah. I know. Um, as for me, you know, I just been, I got a job at, uh, engineering firm for, um, uh, engineering pipeline consultant. Um, so we contract with uh, SoCal Gas um, and other utility gas companies across the country. Um, and we just provide engineering insight um, and a design insight to like pipelines and uh, just facilities in general that process gas or the natural gas, biogas, all that. Um, so I've been enjoying myself, learned a lot, uh, trying to work my way up the ladder. Michelle, feel that, feel that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, ever since for like for the past three years, um, yeah, I just try to get into like a more of a routine, find more structure in my schedule. Um, that's pretty much what I've been trying to do. Uh, stay out of, stay out of listening to politics and all that, and just kind of like focus on myself a little bit. Yeah, I feel that politics really don't. Um, no one's ever for us. <laughs> yeah and no one cares about the common man yeah it's 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 <laughs> bullshit man anyway you want to just jump right into it oh like yes let's jump right into it um first we got to talk about obviously this very big issue right now we're going to talk about the uh corona rona um that's been going around um a lot of it's been you know, a lot of there's been a lot of information out there about it. I don't know what to believe anymore. Like, there's been like stuff on Twitter. There's been stuff on, you know, like I've I'm in a group chat with my family. They're sharing stuff on WhatsApp. Like all these memes about what to do, what it is, how to avoid it, what type of onion you should eat or garlic that can cure it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, some some ancient Nigerian uh, uh, recipes, bro. There is a video circulating about like an ancient Igbo remedy about how to breathe in herbal stuff and like, it can like clear your like your system of stuff like, I didn't I couldn't understand it because it was all in Evo but like a, some guy was showing a video about how you have like spices in a bowl and if you put like a cover over yourself and you breathe it in it's like a treatment technique for like sick people with lung issues or respiratory issues <laughs> yeah that's pretty interesting honestly like I wouldn't be surprised if some like ancient like medicine technique <laughs> would be able to like fight this thing like some herbs like some native american like 
herbs that they would use for medicine. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that would just turned out to be the cure or at least like treatment for it. Like not maybe the cure, but like able to, you know, help people get through this. Yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd be stoked. If, I'd be stoked if that was uh, if that was a thing, because honestly, you know, God forbid you know, I'll be praying. But, you know, I don't want to be hooked up to one of those like breathing, <laughs> breathing machines and stuff. It's not. Like I've seen the videos. Like I've seen. I was on. I was watching some news segment on YouTube about it, and then they showed like hospitals in Italy being overwhelmed by all these patients that had beds in the hallway, people being hooked up to breathing machines. I'm hearing on the news about how New York is running out of hospital beds and breathing machines for people and ventilators and stuff like that. Trump is. Trump. Uh, I think there was some briefing in the White House earlier. I, I watched this week about. Um, people having to might might having to have their own ventilators so they can pump it themselves, <laughs> some shit. But I'm like, how are you gonna have the energy to pump it if your your lungs are operating at 20%? You know, but it's it's a weird time. Yeah, it's it's tough, and it doesn't help when leadership isn't necessarily the best in guiding people right. and telling right. them how to react to this crisis. Uh, for example the uh, Texas Lieutenant Governor. Um, Those of you want to talk more about that, I think you found the article, but it seems like he was just kind of making it seem like this wasn't that big of a deal to his constituents. I just don't think it helps when the people we look to as leaders are just kind of not giving their constituents correct information. For example, that Texas Lieutenant Governor who was still urging people to go to work during all of this, like to say, like kind of preferring that the economy stay good over lives. It just didn't seem like the kind of leadership we need in times like this. And especially from, you know, Trump and that, but what what do you think about the Lieutenant governor? Bro, I'm telling you, like, so I, I read a story about what he was saying and what he was, what his mindset was, and I think what his, what he was trying to get at was the fact that he's an older gentleman. So, in that story I read from the Huffington Post about him, he was saying like, "Oh, well, I'm an older person. I have grandkids, so I think it's up to us older Americans." to put ourselves on the line and have the younger people stay home for the sake of our country and for the sake of our democracy, that we should all go back to work as older people, older people in a generation. I think he's referring to the boomers in this generation of who he's a part of to go to work and, you know, tough it out basically. Yeah. Yeah. So literally the people that are most vulnerable to this virus. Yeah. To just, I mean, it was, it was an attempt to, I don't know. I think I think he's he's in a league of his own with that thought because I'm thinking like that's kind of weird shit to to like say, but in his thinking he's gonna it's kind of like for the common good. That's his um mindset of doing this thing for the common good. Me sacrificing myself, putting myself on the line for the common good. I mean, if I was a grandparent, <laughs> I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm sacrificing my what years I have left. But uh, he's he's. He's 69 years old himself, um, and he's 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 alleging that like a lot of grandparents agree with him, a lot of older, right, that they should be willing to sacrifice to save the economy for their grandchildren. They, they agree until they catch that virus and they can't work because essentially, right. if they catch the virus, then they're not going to be able to work. So it, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. 
Um, like, I think he's also speaking from a place of not understanding exactly what this virus is. He's probably from in the position that it's more like the flu in which you can kind of just shake it off and keep working. Um, but you know, people's like, people are unable to breathe when they're on this stuff. Like I actually, uh, I know somebody who actually tested positive for the virus and, um, yeah, like he, he, he's been having trouble like breathing. He has asthma, like he's an older gentleman. Um, I think he's going to recover, but it's just, I don't think in this instance that the lieutenant governor fully understood the symptoms or what this catching the virus results in. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll be the, I'll admit it. Like originally when all this was starting, like I was on the side of like, oh, are we, are we overreacting to this thing? But yeah. You know, as the numbers kept coming in and more information started coming in, like, you know, it really just opened my eyes. And I was just like, well, this is, it is what it is. So I was just going to do my part, self-quarantine, you know, stay, stay away from people. I wasn't going out I and mean, we can't go out now anyway. But, you know, it's, you know, it's the right thing to do. I mean, for me, I think that like it's it's good to self-quarantine. I mean, but like later on today, like I went on for a walk around the neighborhood. I think quarantine has like kind of opened my eyes into like what I was missing out on, like all this time to read or this time to like that's what even that's what even gave me the idea to do like this podcast again is self-quarantine because I was by myself. I had nothing to do. I mean, uh, I had all this free time. And I was a little sick myself, so I was like, kind of isolating myself from like family members so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and do this uh podcast again we're gonna read some more books exercise um and do my part i guess um i didn't take it seriously um until <laughs> schools got shut down because yeah, well. it was friday right so it was friday after school i was kind of tired i mean i was kind of exhausted throughout the year so i mean my initial reaction was like oh school shut down okay all right but later on you know, there's a lot of families that don't have access to the things that they need and get they get it from school. So it was kind of shocking that like, oh, we're really going to have to shut school down some serious, serious uh, stuff. I mean, there was already students not coming to school before we got shut down because they're afraid that someone would get it. I mean, there are some people at Oakland, there was some person, I guess there was some uh, staff member at Oakland High that tested positive. So one one student didn't come into school. So it was kind of a weird time now thinking back on it but before you know i was caught up in my own thing so i was just like oh, oh we're shutting down all right whatever we'll just move this at home but then now i'm sitting down thinking about it it's kind of a serious like we really have to shut down just now all the sats got shut down the acts like uh the sats are the sats uh, postponed so I've, I've never been in a situation everybody is home the entire nation is home and, <laughs> is home. and i you know if you were a parent would you be an at this point, I feel like I just want to like slap my like I'm I'm not like trying to be a dick, but at this point, I feel like I should I would be super pissed if I was just home all the time with my kids. I mean, there's oh, a yeah. reason. Definitely, like you know, I, I think like a lot of parents use or utilize school as a time for them to be away from their kids and just get it like a relaxing, you know, relax a bit. I mean, especially for like elementary school kids i mean high school maybe not as bad because they'll just sit yeah. in their room all day and do whatever they do whatever but 
you know, <laughs> elementary school kids that need to be like entertained in some way or like oh, no. also like they, they need to keep up their education somehow. Like I think a lot of schools are, I don't know if what you said you've been still working on lesson plans, but now the parents, yeah. up to the parents to kind of start teaching their kids some of this material. Yeah. And so they got to do that on top of <laughs> if they do have the ability to work from home, get their work done um, all while their kids are screaming in the background. Um, so I, I know it's a, it's a tough time for a lot of families. Yeah. I mean, honestly, but going, going back to the, what the governor said, do you know this guy named Glenn Beck? Um, yeah, I think I've heard that name before. Yeah. He's, he's also, he also, you know, chalks out conservative, uh, Oh, he, yeah, he's a conservative, like radio host, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's also seeing the same thing as Dan Patrick's. I thought I... (laughs) <laughs> the same same he was saying even if we all get sick i'd rather die than kill the country <laughs> like, <why? laughs> i was like no like this country is going to be just fine like we've been through <laughs> we've been through some shit before like we'll be fine i don't think right. this is what's going to end us um because I mean, if, if anything like the entire world is going through this right now it's not like yeah. we're gonna be like so crippled that like we can't bounce back like yeah like it's it's literally the entire world where this thing is spreading so there's not like one country that's gonna come out ahead on this yeah <laughs> so, like, like they oh, need to stop looking at it as oh this is seriously weakening the u.s when yeah, it's, it's seriously weakening the world exactly <laughs> like it's it's not something that's you know internal it's not an internal problem to us true you know it's it's a worldwide issue. I'm gonna diverge for like a minute or two, but did you see these videos being shared out about? Because originally this is supposed to be originated from the wet markets of, of Wuhan about the food that they're eating. Um, I guess there was some transferability between body fluids of some animals, and it, there was a disease that transferred over. The way this virus works is that it incubates in, uh, in animals is is a zoonotic uh, disease that. It, and animals, right, and then transferred over to humans, right. So the yeah. thing was about this disease is that there's something in its genetic material that changed and made it transferable to human cells. But I'm I'm telling you, there there are some videos being shared on WhatsApp about people eating some crazy stuff. Like I've had videos of like kids eating rats. Like there was this one dude who was I'm gonna just close up after this. There was this one dude who I guess they were in a they're in a party or something. There's some festivity that had like these little sauces and stuff. It had like live rats like squealing and stuff. One dude took like his little fork or whatever, dipped it in the sauce and started eating the rat alive. And this is where? <laughs> where is this happening? I can share it to you. It was just. A, it was, I know, but like, what country? Like, where is this? Like, where are they? It's 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 not fair that these videos videos are being shared. They're saying like, oh, they, they this is what they all eat. But th- this was in, I assume, it was some East Asian country. I, I think uh, they assume it's China. Um, but that's what I that's that's what I saw. I saw a lot of videos being shared of, um, people are supposedly Chinese eating like a bunch of stuff, and. I think it's kind of misinforming people that saying this is what y'all always eating all the time. That's what everyone's eating. I mean, there are certain wet markets that that people are eating this food, and that's where the virus originated from. But the videos I'm telling you, man, there's there's this dude. I'm going back to this. I would never. This like kind of scars my brain that my aunties would share this. 
dipped the took the live rat. You know, it's, we didn't know rat be squealing because it's scared. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Dunked it in some sauce, swirled the there, and it's tucked it in his mouth, rot. And then this guy, you know, like you're eating some bomb food, right? Like if I took this girl on a date and she's like eating some bomb food and like uh, he does a little dance, like yeah. And like, oh like, my god! <laughs> but you know what? He had to have gotten sick after that. There's no way. Like rats carry so many diseases. Like it's. But you know when kids are enjoying food, like they have, they'll be like chewing, like their mouth are open. They'll be showing what's in their mouth. This dude was like chewing and stuff, and all of a sudden he turns to the camera, opens his mouth, like. Oh my god. I, I'm like yo, and I was like thinking like this is the craziest. It's not the craziest stuff I've seen. Unfortunately, because it's the internet, but this is the most kind of like one of the more disgusting things I've seen. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, damn, is the rat really that good? Like, there's no live rat. Like the rat's still alive. Make you, con- <laughs> make you consider eating a live rat. Uh. <laughs> like, like, of me was thinking like, is there? Not really that good to be him chewing and showing his mouth like that. <laughs> what does taste I mean, like? we'll never know. <laughs> I will never know the answer to that but one. But this dude was like <laughs> over a fucking rat just sitting on the ground. You can never find a, a shortage of those. It's like you can never run out of rats. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he was. And then. I showed one of my kids it, and then one of my students was like, oh, are you watching that video about the rats? <laughs> They're like, they've seen it. <laughs> oh, man. That's I, fucking wild. Class, like, right before class started, I was like, looking at the that. And then one of my students was like, what's this? I showed him that, and then one kid was like, oh, you watching the video about the rats? <laughs> Jeez, man. <sighs> That's funny. That's super funny. Okay. Anyway, I think we can, uh, we've talked about coronavirus enough. Everybody is, everybody is glued to Twitter every day, getting the live updates. Anyway, as a result of the coronavirus, we have this stimulus package that's about to roll out. Yep. And initially, like, and I was just reading all the, the memes on Twitter um about how it's only a twelve hundred dollar check uh i was kind of <laughs> like <laughs> i was like damn like i was like low-key agreeing like well, i mean i was agreeing i was like damn that's fucked up like that's not gonna be enough to help people like what the fuck is this gonna do <laughs> but <laughs> but at the same time like what people aren't like they're not reading into everything that this stimulus package is supposed to provide yeah yeah like like they just read the oh you're gonna get twelve hundred dollars and they just start complaining and say oh this isn't enough to feed my family this isn't enough to do this this isn't enough to do that but uh, if you actually read more into what is provided in the stimulus package it also provides more unemployment benefits so to people who that were you know that lost their jobs due to this virus they're able to apply for unemployment now, typically, unemployment gives you about 40 to 45 percent of your original paycheck. Right. But now an added benefit to that is an extra six hundred dollars a week on top of that unemployment. So essentially, like your normal paycheck is just going to get replaced. Like you might be making a few hundred dollars less, 
But like I did the math as if I were to lose my job and have to apply for unemployment and I would still be making pretty much the same amount of money minus a few hundred. So like, I don't think that people are necessarily reading into everything that this package is providing. It probably could do more like, but I think that the, you know, the complaining on Twitter is kind of unwarranted right now. Yeah. I think people are, yeah, you're right. People are just seeing the 1200 and like, what? I got rent and that's 1200. Like it's not doing anything. But I feel like, you know, if you add on the benefits to what they're getting with unemployment, it, it takes care of it, it, at, at least for the time being, uh, takes care of what they, what they need to do. I mean, I think that this bill was a way to at least keep the economy from collapsing for the next two or three months. So if you still have a job, like, um, thank God, I I, have, I can work from home. I feel like this is just it's a great way to keep me afloat. And yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of more. There's more stuff about this bill. I had, I went, went, uh, I went ahead and looked up some details. I mean, you're, they're paying out hospitals $100 billion for supplies to help, you know, older people that are affected by the disease. Also, there's Medicare as well. There's a 20% bump in Medicare to help older patients that could be affected. So their medical, their, their bills aren't so, aren't so high and their Medicare can cost, can cover those costs. Because I, I think one lady had a 34 grand bill just for being taken care of in the ICU for coronavirus. So getting that bump in Medicare really helps them out. Um, it bails out the airlines. Uh, local governments get another 100, state and local governments get 150 billion. And then there's also a couple, there's 10 billion to the Pentagon for soldier aid, um, food stamps, farmers, they get 25 billion respectively. And then schools, right? The schools I work for, we, we get some money as well to pay because we're paid based on if students show up, right? So mm -hmm. if students are not showing up to work, that we, we don't get paid. So if students aren't showing up in attendance, you're paid on how students attending daily so if students aren't showing up you know this the school doesn't get paid by the state so the schools get 30 billion um but some people are saying it should be more for to cover special education because special education is kind of they need more resources um for their students so everyone's getting everyone's getting like a lot of people are getting something airlines are getting bailed out they're getting 58 billion just to keep the airline industry from folding because not, not a lot of people are traveling right now um there's tax breaks for employers there's a lot of stuff that people are getting here um so i mean it's a good i mean yeah we'll, it's 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 a it's not a bad bill like it, it's it's not as awful as what the headlines on twitter are going to tell you you know um you know it also extended the unemployment benefit so like normally it's it's uh 26 weeks but now they extended that an extra I believe 13 weeks. So you're essentially getting like nine months of unemployment where you're getting paid essentially like your previous paycheck to sit on your ass. Like <laughs> it's, um, you know, I'm asking not, that's like almost a year. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and you like don't have on, to go out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure like you're still encouraged to go try to find a job, like if you can, but like you, you I mean, will, yeah. you do have that safety net of about nine months if you if you lost your job yeah but like for people like us like um i think like the cutoff for getting the twelve hundred dollars is seventy five thousand a year gross yeah. and then like it knocks off 
five dollars per every hundred extra hundred dollars you make on top of seventy five thousand. Yeah. Uh, so and then it cuts off at like a hundred and twelve thousand or something where you just get nothing. Um. But, so like I'm 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 about to get like eight hundred dollars and I'm I st- I'm still working like I'm like hell yeah like that's <laughs> I'll take that eight hundred dollars it's not. <laughs> I'll just use it to pay off like a debt or something like, or just save yeah. it. That's true. That's true. I think, I think um, that's what I said. Like, and it depends too. Cause if you make, if you live in the Bay area and you're making 80 and you, you have family and kids, then I can see why people would be angry. Like what? I'm only getting this much hundred. <laughs> but yeah. But um, if you have kids, you're also getting like for every kid you have, you get an additional um, $500. Ah, so yeah, like if, if you're if you're a married couple with um with two kids, I think you get like let's see, you get like thirty six hundred dollars or something like that. Okay. Or so like thirty four hundred. Actually... Yeah. Uh... So yeah, and that's just deposited into your bank account. Um and then on top of that, you can both probably apply for unemployment if you both lost your job and you're replacing your income. Sometimes you gotta you gotta look more into things before you just criticize like something that you see like because people are seeing probably seeing like you know canada is giving their citizens two thousand dollars a month but like what's what's in the details of that like what what else is behind their bill like is it just oh they're getting two thousand dollars a month there's probably way more to it it's just nobody cares to actually read into it they just want to see they just want to see the one number and run with it you know so it is what it is man though we can do what we can to to educate <laughs> but i mean yeah it just it's all online like all the details that's how i found out how much they're doling out like instead of just getting angry i think twitter but it's an outlet to just react to things right instead of just really read into it so people would get angry and be like this is yeah and then and instead of really reading the fine print which makes sense because a lot of times we're not really in this day and age we're not really taking the time to actually read stuff because everything's so fast-paced so you know. Yeah, but I mean, now is a time like you were saying earlier. We have no, nothing <laughs> but time. Like, we, we have nothing but time to read up on these things and understand different things about the world. So, like, you know, I I can only play so much Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> I got to do something else. <laughs> like when I when I finish work or when I'm just in my free time. I was I was uh, talking to somebody today, and she's like. Yeah, I'm actually fine. I'm a lot more busy working at home. I was like, what? <laughs> no, actually, same. Like, I, I found myself, like, working longer hours, honestly, just because, you know, I, I work in downtown L.A., and for me, it's like a – it's just, I spend four hours to, – a total of four hours commuting every day, two hours there, two hours back. And so, like, I always – when I'm leaving work, like, I have a hard deadline in my head. Like, I am leaving at 4 p.m. I'm not staying a second after 4 p.m. because yeah. I'm going to go catch my train and I want to get home. But now, like, I'm already home at 4 p.m. So I'm like, oh, well, I might as well just, like, finish up this this task or, you know, send out this last email, like, or check emails, like, you know, past, you know, 5 p.m., you know. And just because I'm already here, like, I'm relaxed like I don't have to unwind like I'm already unwound. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's it's been really nice working from home these these couple it's weeks. It's less stressful, isn't it? Huh? Like I I don't have to deal with the stress of the classroom like but I mean it's kind of I mean teaching is more about being present though cuz it kind of sucks that you're not there though but the stress of the classroom is really lifted out 
like, you know, like the stress of having to manage the classroom and be like, darn, okay, stay in your seat and all that stuff and like manage behavior, manage people's emotions and stuff like that. That's all like gone, like, because I'm just by myself now. So it's like. But you still, so you just have to do like lesson plans and then you just send them to your students or do you have to do like. Yeah, you send them over, but then you have to get in contact with them and then do some office hour stuff like go online and like some teach some teach like techniques or teach material uh to them kind of like what we're doing students. right now uh, video right. if you can um yeah that's about that's that's the other question i was going to ask do your all your students have access to things in which they can video chat you um uh, not all like obviously like some people don't it's, it depends on your what, what demographic what uh like what population you're teaching right so like some a lot of some of our students I'd say don't have access to internet. Uh, we've been trying to figure out how to get them free internet, but I mean that's that's been the issue. Um, some of them those students you just, you just call them, huh? You just call them directly. Is that how you deal with those students? Yeah, I just call them, and then some people don't have access to like computers, laptops, so they kind of like have to work through the phone and stuff like that. No, well, we sure you know still doing your part. Like you found a way to be effective from home for a job that is generally believed should be done in person. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I, honestly, like, I think after this, a lot of companies might start just, like, having their employees work from home. If they're showing that they're still able to be effective and they can just not have the office and avoid all that overhead of paying for, like, office space, like, to me, it just makes, like, so much sense, like, if you're able, if your employees are able to work from home, and then maybe have, like, one day a week where you have to meet in a central location. Um, but other than that, like, I feel like I'm just as effective from home as if I am in the office with the less stress of commuting and dealing with just people in downtown LA. Yeah, I can assume that. I can assume downtown LA can get hectic. It's crowded. That shit pisses me off, bro. There's people there's people on the train, like, before all this was happening, that'll just straight up, like, I've been coughed on before. Like, they don't cover their mouth. Like, people's hygiene is awful. Like, I'm like, who the fuck raised you people? Like, you, like, we're taught, like, in elementary school, cover your mouth when you cough. Yeah. But there's people that are just out there just coughing without covering yeah. anything. I'm oh. just like, fucking serious? Like, I felt the wind from your cough hit me. Ah, oh, nasty. I hate it when you feel that cough breeze. You know, like, the breeze coming to cough, and you feel it coming. Like, that's just Yeah, nasty. I'm like, bro, like, how do you not know to cover your mouth? But th luckily, this was way all before the coronavirus stuff happened. I didn't get sick from it. But that was just, like, a situation where I'm just, like, people just really don't give a shit about anybody but themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's human nature, obviously, like, you know. But, like, that's just, like, common decency. Like, yeah. he wasn't even, like, a homeless man or anything. Like, he, he was a guy going to work, a, like a, a contributing member, member of, to society. Like, and, like, you weren't taught these basic-ass morals, like, or guidelines. No, my thing is, um, when I was in preschool, I remember, I remember this very point, because this lady was going in on me for, like, you know, I, I was coughing out, right? Yeah. I was covering my mouth. This lady was like, cover your mouth. I kept doing that shit. And then she like sent me to the back of the preschool. Like they're, they're all eating lunch and shit. She sent me to like the back corner and was like yelling at me for five minutes straight about how to cover your mouth. I was like, why is she so taking this so seriously? And then from that age, from like four years on, I was thinking like, man, I should all, like, 
always cover my you mouth. Always covered your goddamn mouth from there on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did exactly what she was supposed to do, Chidozi. Like, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with what she did. But see, nowadays, like, parents get upset with, like, teachers scolding their kids. <laughs> oh, no, you can't do it this day. To this day and age, you gotta have different ways of doing it, different ways of, uh, <laughs> different ways of going about it. it has, it's so hard to be old school like that. Like, when I was in school, like, till in elementary school, it's so hard to be old school on students the way, like, it is now. For those who can pull it off, I mean, yeah. but I mean, there are people that, there are people that can pull it, pull it off. Should we talk about this? Oh, I want I wanted to talk about this tweet that <laughs> Trump did on Mitt Romney. Did oh, I send sure. it? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> so, um, like Trump and Romney have been going on it for a while. Um, recently, did you see how Romney broke apart from his party to impe- try to impeach Trump to vote for impeachment of Trump? Oh, he did that? I mean, I, I figured he would do something like that. Like, <laughs> Trump's been a piece of shit, <laughs> but I to mean, him for... Right. So, I mean, just the, just the history. I'm going to go through the history here. Um, I'm going to spend, like, three minutes on it, and then if you want, you just feel free to chime in. It's not... they just been going... It's kind of like, you know, like, when... I'm not sure. Have you seen, like... We've all, like, we grew up with hip-hop. We know, like, how rap beefs are. This is, like, the white old white male version of rap beef. Like, how they always just <laughs> like this in each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, like, they're like old white, rich white men, but they're like tweeting, they're acting like rappers the way they're dissing each other. <laughs> <laughs> they're always yeah. Like, ever since 20, like, 14, 2015, even before then, they're always sneak dissing each other. Um, like, Trump was saying, when before Trump was about to run, he was making these promo runs on SNL and everything like that. Like, I think it was June of 2015. It was either uh, the June, like, late August of 2015, um, where he started making more, making it more public that he was going to run for presidency. And he was saying that Romney should never run again. And then Romney was, like, dissing back, like, Trump shot himself in the foot for his comments on immigration. And then in 2016, Trump was calling Romney one of the, one of the dumbest kind of candidates in the history of Republican politics. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And then, and then later on the next month, Romney calls Trump a fraud. <laughs> and then recently, uh, Trump was calling for Romney to be impeached from the Senate. He called him the Democrat's secret asset. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like some of Trump's like sneak disses are pretty fucking funny to me. Like, like when he was calling Mike Bloomberg Mini Mike, <laughs> he was like, he like tweeted a meme of like it was like from Star Wars and it was like him with his like hand like blocking him like that shit was so funny. <laughs> Called Joe Biden Sleepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his uh, like some of his disses are pretty funny, <laughs> but yeah, he's still a piece of shit. But I I, I laugh at some of it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the mini like one. <laughs> I'll send it to you if I can find it. Okay. So this recent tweet, right? Trump was like tweeting on uh, Mitt Romney's negative testing of coronavirus because apparently, I think Mitt Romney was, uh, and he was feeling had some symptoms, so he decided to get himself tested. Right. So Trump was like, in reaction to his negative result, Trump was like, oh, this is. He tweeted out. Um, on March 25th, this is really great news. 
I am so happy I can barely speak. <laughs> he may have been a terrible presidential candidate, an even worse U.S. senator, but he is a rhino, and I like him a lot. And so, you know, <laughs> rhino, like, it's a, it's a double entendre, because a rhino is a strong animal, right? But in abbreviation, a rhino is means Republican and writing only. So he's like a fake Republican. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, Trump's got bars like that? It's like a rapper. It's like 50 Cent going at Ja Rule. It's like, like um, I don't know, the way that the sneak dissing is, it's sort of like the way they act like rappers. But obviously, they're, they think they're on another level. They think they're better than that. But like, honestly, you know, it's they're no better than than then rappers going at each other. Ja Rule and 50 Cent all over again. Because 50 Cent is petty like this. He, 50 Cent would go on social media and like tweet weird stuff. Oh, oh I see the mini mic one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who does it. Is it him or his White House aides? But this is like super petty. Nah, this, nah, this has to be straight from him. Like, <laughs> there's He's the only person that's immature enough to do this. As the president of the United States, <laughs> like this is only the tip of the iceberg, though, for like electing people like him. Obviously, it's kind of scary thing to see a president acting like one of my middle school kids in terms of how the people are dissing each other and how he's, and then all the Republican, like, even Congress, are acting kind of they're they're sat they have all this like every time I go on Twitter, it's like there's always this you know people. This, I feel like I, I call it political sassiness. I see the Democrats engaging in it. I see Republicans engaging in it. You know, political, when people, you know, like you call somebody, they call you out again, and, you know, you're, you're putting somebody in their place verbally, just the sassiness from back and forth. And I'm like, can y'all just get some shit done? <laughs> Why are you yeah. back and forth? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all talk and no action from, you know, you know, most politicians. Um Things that kind of like have pissed me off lately is even with like the Democratic Party, there's always like a black agenda involved with the Democratic Party. And it just it just seems so insincere to me. It's like they know that most black people have like no option, other option than decide <laughs> with the Democratic Party just based off of the Republican Party being pretty racist. <laughs> points. So like the the biggest thing for Democrats is always like they always have to mention the black vote like every like every question in a debate like a black like the black vote has to be brought up and like what are you going to do for black people or what do you say you're going to do for black people that you're not really going to do like yeah. <laughs> it's basically the question and it's just like I'm tired of that being like a hot topic as to like get the black vote like, just fucking tell us what you're going to do for the fucking country, and I'll decide if I want to vote for you or not. Yeah. Like, do it what by, you, like, action and, like, what's your, you know, yeah. uh, just initially what your, like, stand stance is on certain things will tell me whether you're in support of black people or not. It doesn't have to be a direct question, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel for like, them to answer. And then, I know the, the funny thing is it's it's... it's it's like what policies are going to have in place that benefit everybody as a whole, including black people. Don't just say what you're going to do for black people and then you don't do it, right? Like they're going to say, oh yeah, we're going to do this and that's for the black vote and then they don't do it anyway. So it's just like, why are you even saying what you're going to do for black people? You're not going to do it. Because it's to get the vote and, it, and it's it's whoever's the <laughs> most convincing. 
votes. Yeah. It's I remember just, yeah. kind of uh, a fan of, uh, I mean, I, I, I've, I've read about Kamala's. I haven't read too much about, so I won't really talk into detail about her, but I've read about her past with the criminal justice system and how she was involved in that some sort of way. I think that also didn't really help the campaign that she was a part of. Um, but, I mean, Democrats have always, I mean, the crime bill was a bipartisan effort, Democrats and Republicans, from what I remember. And so, I mean, they all had a hand in not really helping black people as well. Like, you can't say one party is for them and the other parties. I don't think anyone's really for them. Um, yeah, like the, the Democratic Party being for black people is kind of an illusion. It's just they they try to present themselves as the, you know, the woke party, you know, oh, we're here for social benefits, you know, social guidance and promotion of the less fortunate. But it just I mean, maybe it's just it's just politics. I know it's hard to get stuff done when, you know, one one branch of the government is completely against you. But it's just don't go up there and try to promise things that aren't going to happen. Like, yeah. I'd rather you just tell me exactly how it is. Like, if a candidate yeah. went up there and said, look, like, you know, I, I'd i like to help you with these things, but it's going to be extremely difficult. Um, I'm going to do my best to make it happen, but I can't make you any promises. Like, if you just came up there and been, like, just honest, then, like, I, I would be more inclined to, like, really believe you when you say something. But, you know, it's it, it's just empty promises when when they get right. up on that stage. It's just really it's this this election in particular has been very hard for me to make a decision on who to vote for, or at least like for the primary. Honestly. Huh? Wait, what? I'm never saying that, or even vote, to be honest with you. Cause sometimes you don't like both candidates and you're just like, I don't even want to vote in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I ended up going with it's not not that it matters, but I ended up going with Bernie. And like, but he's going to lose. I think he hasn't been, he hasn't been doing well in the polls, but I don't know, maybe after all this, something might change. Hopefully. Yeah. Like he, he, he makes the most compelling argument, like <coughs> at least, but you know, it is what it is. I just, that, that was just me venting, just tired of you know, like black people being a, a tool to help people get like elected. Like, I'd rather us be, how should I phrase this, you know, like w our vote can definitely sway an election, but we need to make sure that the people that we're voting for are actually for us rather than, you know, that it's somebody that we can actually believe in, you know, rather than someone who's just lying to get our vote, you know. Right. At least to actually really try to advocate for it. I know I just found it weird how... This is a $2 trillion bill, right? Designed to help, what, now, like, 500 Americans now? On the census that's going to come out, I'm pretty sure it's going to be 500 more Americans, obviously, right? Um, or 450 Americans. 450 to 500 million Americans, right? You got, like, 13 million black people. Are there even that many Americans? <laughs> um, I, thought our, I thought our population was, like, 350 million. 300, but, I, I don't know. Let me, let me read that out, because I want to make a, a claim without uh, 20 well, based on the last 2010 census, we had about uh, results. Let's see. 327.2 million. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, right. Right. You had you got a two trillion dollar bill to serve 327 million Americans, right? 
Mm-hmm. You only got like 10% of that, right? Uh, I'd say you got what 13% African American. It's we're 13% African American, right? Mm-hmm. So if we do the math, right? You don't have to spend. Sorry, it's 30, 38 million. So it's 13%, and it gives you 38.9 million people. Well, let's just round up to 40, right? 40 million. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you take 10% of that bill, right? That's you. That's two trillion. Ten percent is going to give you what? Two. I'm a math teacher, but I don't want to get. I feel like I'm going to get this wrong because I suck at mental math. Um, <laughs> that two two million, two trillion. No. Uh, two hundred thousand. What's that? Ten uh, percent of two trillion should be. Two hundred billion, something like that, right? Yeah. Two hundred billion. Let's just say, like, is it two? Is it that like? They made two trillion appear just like that, and you're saying you can't do anything for reparations. You can't. I'm not saying that you should. There should be some type of subsidy, like whether it's a college. Like I know that there's there's still there's 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 something there, but like there should be some subsidy, some loan forgiveness program, you know, for certain people that are descendants of. Uh, African American descendants of slavery. There should be some subsidy, some 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 type of bill that would help them, right? You don't have to directly just if if giving money is not your thing. You just made two trillion appear out of thin air to help the United States economy. You can make a hundred, at least do at least a hundred million worth of. That's that's such a small percentage of two trillion. At least a hundred million or hundred uh five hundred million of, of of some subsidy, like maybe cut down college costs or cut down. Our homeowner, like homeowner loans that are low interest rates with low interest rates, or you can give out, you can give out some something out, right? <laughs> like yeah, you can't just yeah, say like, money. <laughs> yeah, it it was pretty interesting that the government was able to make that much money appear out of thin air. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you control the Federal Reserve, and that they print out money. You can just literally just print out money on the on the whim. So like saying like, oh, we don't have money for this, we don't have money for that. It's like, what? You just made two trillion dollars appear just to save the American economy. You can't make a couple hundred million for African Americans to help them either A get to college or buy homes, you know what I'm saying, buy cars, stuff that's gonna help them be mobile, right? Or help people in inner inner cities get the chance to achieve what they need to achieve. But it just it doesn't make sense to me how you can make two million appear and two trillion dollars appear, not even two million, and you can't make two million appear for thirty for for at least thirteen percent of your population, which is weird. I just find it weird. Yeah, I know. They're always gonna put like in a situation like this, the country above yeah, even its people within it. And even Americans do that. Like they put the country over people that live in it. It's all and about the it, common good. Yeah. But again, it is what it is. Um I just hope that, you know, this after this pandemic's over, like we can, this gave us a chance to just like really kind of look at ourselves and realize that some things need to change, like within our healthcare system and yeah. just within this country in general. How do you feel about billionaires donating like money? <laughs> I mean, if you want, like, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money because it's your money, but I feel like if you care about, I mean, talking about celebrities or just business people, I mean, like, you're a billionaire it's just like reason. just rich people in general, like when they donate like two million dollars, like a, if a billionaire donates two million dollars and they're like, I'm, I'm thinking like, OK, that's a good idea. And another part of me is thinking, OK, tax break is tax. It's to take out their taxes. But um, um, 
I mean, I, I feel like they should do it in this time and age. You got all these billions of dollars. You don't need that much money. Like, you don't really need a billion. So, I mean, they, I feel like, I feel they have an obligation to give. But, I mean, it's people's money. They can do what they want with their money. But I feel like in times like this, I mean, you should probably, I mean, I, I, I my opinion is that you should be giving in times like this. No, yeah. And, and most of them are. It's just, like, people on, like, you know, people just aren't satisfied with the amount. Like, for yeah. example, the, the latest tweet that I saw. So it was like Kylie Jenner donated a hundred or, or 1 million people, $1 million to LA healthcare workers. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Like that's, that's going to help. It's going to make an impact. Kylie's worth like a billion dollars. Yeah. And and then some, some girl on Twitter was like, FYI, this is the equivalent of me donating $30. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you donating $30 is not going to be shit. Did, let's take a let's talk about her that girl did she donate 30 dollars anyway? yeah did you donate that 30 dollars then like <laughs> that's the real question like your 30 dollars is nowhere near the equivalent of one million dollars <laughs> if people are giving you stuff don't don't be just asking for like nobody just like what, what do you mean like dude they're giving just you know say they're they're giving they're they actually gave what about the celebrities that, what about the celebrities that didn't get there's a whole bunch of celebrities that are worth millions of dollars are not even that you don't know whether what they're giving. They could be giving a dollar to ten thousand dollars. I've got to comment on that. Like we can't just be looking. This is the time for us to focus on ourselves. You can't just be looking to other celebrities and seeing what they're giving and what they're doing, right? Celebrities are not our. They're not. They're not our focus right now. Focus is to staying mm-hmm. alive and staying quarantined. Should be worried about what people are giving. What money people are are are, are giving out. You know, like oh, he gave out two billion or he gave out one million it doesn't matter they're giving what are you giving and like i don't think people understand like sorry uh liquidated assets like you know yeah jeff bezos is worth all these billions of dollars whatever it's like 50 billion or something like that but like most of that is caught up in amazon stock like it's not like he just has 50 billion sitting in his bank account like he he like if he were to sell his ownership like all of his ownership in Amazon, then yes, he'd be, he'd have like $50 billion. But like for him to just like, if he were to just do that out of nowhere, that would probably cripple Amazon. Like he can't, he can't just do that. (laughs) It's not that easy for him to just pull out, you know, $5 billion out of his pocket and say, here, fucking needy. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So for him to like, I think the latest thing he donated was something like twenty five million, or good. something like, like that. That's a shit ton of money. Like, I, I, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I guess that people expecting them to donate essentially all of their in like every last penny of their net worth. They can't do that. They got. All these people got families. Also, like, like when you. Well, I mean, I, I know. Well, chill on the families. Like, they can support their families with yeah, their billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. I'm just saying, like, when you talked about the Kylie Jenner situation, I mean, I'm just saying Kylie Jenner doesn't have a billion dollars. You're right, sitting around. It's tied up in portfolios and the portfolio account is tied up in investments, tied up in assets, whether it's hard assets like real estate or stuff or you know, off could be some offshore account that you know that are only accessed in times of desperate need like this whole bunch of stuff like i remember when 50 cent was like i'm broke right when he, remember there was this whole thing where he couldn't pay off some debt and then he was going to court for for financial difficulties so it wasn't like he was broke like broke broke but he had all this money tied up in various accounts that you know he couldn't i mean it wasn't like he had all this liquid cash to give to people like people a lot of people don't understand like your liquid cash is only a small percentage it's like a small percentage of your net worth right so you're right. I mean, in, in that aspect, 
you're totally right. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think like unless you're that you know that rich, you're not really gonna understand that. And like, I don't fully understand it either. Like, they probably they probably could do more, but I mean, at the same time, that's a shit. That's more money than we'll ever see in our lifetime that they just donate. You know, like (laughs) like what else like. I don't know what more like you want from from them to do, you know. So you give me twenty five million. You don't want, if you're not satisfied with what he gave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fine, like donate all your money to me. <laughs> like if 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 that or give me thirty dollars if one million dollars is the equivalent of your thirty. Yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, uh, social media is funny, man. People just complain about some random stuff. Like what? Like this guy donated million. Uh, I'd be lucky to see a million dollars in my lifetime or run through a million dollars in my lifetime. I just want something like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. So like, you know, you know, at like the grocery stores, like how they, um, or at least like the grocery store where I go to, like every time I check out, they ask, would you like to donate this amount of money yeah. to help families, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I usually, most of the time I'll say, yes, I'll give them like $3. And like in situations like that, that has me thinking like, okay, how much of my income did I just donate? Like I donated a little three dollars to make myself feel good, <laughs> and like that's probably like I don't know, I'll do the math on how much of my income that is, but like that was barely anything, but I still felt like I was helping. And it's stuff like that. And there's a bunch of people that say no to that shit. Like they just say, oh no, thank you. Like and occasionally I do as well, but it's just like. <laughs> No matter how much money you have, you're always going to feel like I earn this and like I want to, you know, you want to retain some of it. Like, yeah, I could I could easily probably like I could give a homeless man like twenty dollars every day and probably be fine. But at the same time, like, you know, it's my twenty (laughs) dollars. Like like occasionally, like I might. Your money is a part. Your money is something that's money. I feel like money is an extension of. And the way we set it up here, like money is an extension of your 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 body is kind of because you you are putting your body and you are working right and you're retaining these tokens right and they're, they're it's like a part of you like your money is literally like a part of your being the way we set it up in this country so like you giving your money like that like you're giving away part of yourself kind of like the way you look at it like the things you buy are an extension of how you view yourself like what you like and what you want to buy right so when i when i'm giving away a dollar like or if you don't have that like, even if you like, you just like you just said like if you're giving away even three dollars you're just like that's my three dollars like, <laughs> that's my yeah. three dollars. like <laughs> and like yeah it was it was nothing to me at the time like you know I, it's, it's already like on top of my grocery bills it's like i bought a fucking gatorade or something yeah. like <laughs> on my checkout like so like i don't mind like putting that extra three dollars in but like it's it's situations like that. Like so this this person that tweeted, this is the equivalent of me donating thirty dollars. Do you donate that thirty dollars every time you check out of the grocery store? Or you know, like is, is that what you're doing? And no. and the answer is probably no. Yeah. Like you're you are not donating as much money as you think you're donating. No. You know? And it you know, and I just wish people would just kinda understand that. Yeah, people are just on Twitter. I think people are just bitter. Some people are just bitter on Twitter. They're just kind of like bored. To have, you know, saying like, I I think there's a lot of boredom going around. Like I'm on, you know, some outlets, and people are just 
Yeah. Also, people just feel the need to comment on everything that that I see around them. It's just human nature, just to be like I work around middle schools all day. They they criticize every little thing, you know. Why is your hand so ashy? Like, oh, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> um, why did you yeah. say that? Why are you standing like that? Like, you know, it's pure, I mean, and it's like, it's yeah, like, thing to criticize. And like, and what people also don't understand is sometimes, like, in this kind of situation, yes, money will help with donating, like, and helping getting supplies for like the healthcare workers and all that. But in other cases, like, just donating money, like, that doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily going to solve the long-term problem. You know, it's, you know, uh, give a man a fish, he'll be alive for a day. Teach a man to fish, he'll be alive forever. That saying, however it fucking goes. But it, it's, it's, it's that kind of situation. So, like, if LeBron was just to, you know, go to his community and give everybody, you know, $5,000, is is that is that helping the community? Like it might help temporarily, but then those same people are gonna go back to being broke in a few months after they spend it on, you know, paying whatever, you know, paying whatever they need to pay off. Yeah. It might it it, it, it provides temporary relief. But what yeah. LeBron did instead was built a fucking school. Like that's how you help people from the ground up. You fucking you provide them somewhere where they can go for guidance and Structure. You know, structure. Yeah, structure. Providing that. So like from those students that are going to that school were provided an opportunity of a lifetime. Like they're they're in a place, they're in a stable place of learning where like literally their hero um is like probably like they're like probably all met LeBron, like someone that inspires them to do great things. Like and that's how you I feel like that's how you help communities. Like you do, you do it through programs and assistance in ways that uplift, not by just throwing cash in places. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. Teach a man fish. You got to teach skills that are gonna have them survive. You know, like teach teach people structure skills, how to manage themselves, how to, you know. I mean, throwing money is not the issue. Like right now, I don't even care about how much. It's just giving people the tools that they need. It's not about really about the money. So like, donating, like I, 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 I congratulate yeah. all the way too. But and like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, money will definitely help get those get to those places that they need to be. Like, it'll help. Like to for to fund social programs and fund schools and do all that. But yeah. It's just you have to know where your money's going and like you have to know exactly where your money's going and like where it's being applied. Like just for like a a celebrity to just throw a million dollars somewhere, like they probably did their research on what the money's actually going to be used for. Like that's like no matter how rich you are, that's still a lot of money. Yeah. Um, If if my money is going somewhere like you, 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 I mean, you're going to you're going to be invested in it. You're going to be invested in in in. Especially if I was donating millions of dollars, like that's still money that can change a couple generations down the line, or a lot, several generations. What are we talking about? So I mean, you're gonna, they're gonna know like where it's going. Like the money has to have a purpose. So just downplaying it, like oh, it's only 25 mil. That's kind of such a small. Only 25 mil. It's only. Why is he only doing that? Like, it's gonna do something. Like, obviously, Jeff Bezos knows what he's doing when he's doing. He's not just donating randomly. Like he's donating for a purpose, you know. 
but you're right about some of these, like a lot of these programs, right? A lot of the stuff you that people are donating their money towards also have to be uh, effective as well, right? It's about how you're going to create that structure, how you're going to create effective programs and effective uh, organizations that equip and or can help actually help people, right? Not sometimes not really about the money, it's about the programs itself, right? How effective they are. Exactly. But um, anyway, I think um, I'm potted out. All right, guys. So this has been uh, Dozing in the Morning. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for coming. Um, Thanks for joining, guys. We hope everyone is staying safe, um, staying indoors, quarantining. Quarantine. Um, uh, we'll get through this together, guys. Uh, still get in your home workouts. Do what you can. Um, and be on the lookout for the government stimulus package. Make sure to apply for unemployment if you um, if you lost your job during this time. Tax paying. No, yeah, that that also, that, yeah, that is crucial too. Yeah, file your taxes if you <laughs> haven't done so already, <laughs> um, or else you won't get the benefits. Right. All right. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.